I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Of Sales Team Rescue, I am your host, Jeremy Demerchant, and I have another special guest today, but this special guest doesn't quite fit into the same mold as previous guests, and I'll tell you why in a second. So, Matt Prime, we've got hashtag back office bard. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about that, but he is finance manager at the National Association of Friendship Centers. He is a CPA mentor and facilitator and is based in Ottawa, Canada. Matt, welcome and thank you for joining me on Sales Team Rescue. Thanks a lot for having me, Jeremy. So we met uh, sort of virtually. You saw my name come across a roster uh, in your Toastmasters Club in Ottawa like probably two and a half years ago. Sounds about and, right. Uh, and, uh, and it was because I was looking, uh, planning ahead to my move to Ottawa uh, that was that was coming um, but then we got to meet in person probably about a year and a half ago, um, actually at a Toastmasters club and then at networking events. Yep. And, you know, one thing I like about you is that you are, you're fired up. You're always going, 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 going. Um, and you love to face challenges head on. And today, uh, the key thing that got you on this show is a very unique strategy that I've witnessed over the past few months that you use on LinkedIn. So, Matt, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll jump into the, the LinkedIn strategy. Why don't I start by talking a bit about the kind of man that I used to be? I was actually talking about this on LinkedIn, and yesterday, the week before, the month before, who knows where else. I used to be a notoriously shy person. We're talking going to networking events, putting me dry in the mouth, shaking in the knees, get me out of here right now, I want to go home. And now... I. Like what we were just talking about with Toastmasters, I've now hosted meetings probably 20 times. I go to networking events constantly, whether it's within the business community, whether it's on campus, whether it's within the nonprofit community. On LinkedIn, the idea of actually putting videos up there and making content that other people would scrutinize, that sounded real scary two, three years ago. And now it's something I try to push myself to do on uh, at least a several times weekly basis. Okay, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's a good segue because the, the LinkedIn thing is very interesting because uh, last week I saw you posted something and there's a few times you'd posted things and tagged a bunch of people, including myself, and it, and it got me to look at it. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But I saw something scrolling through yesterday or last week, sorry, and um, it was a song that you had written about a LinkedIn influencer. Yeah. And before we dive into that, uh, I realized after I saw part of this video that some of the most well-connected people that I'm connected with on LinkedIn came because you engaged them in a similar way and I was tagged or I saw it or something, but I added them because you had engaged them. I saw them in my timeline because of the connection with you and went, oh, this is somebody I should know. Connect. All right. And, and it's huge. So, so tell, tell us about the strategy. Like what, what, what is it that you're doing and what is this back office bard thing? Okay. We'll start with the first part of that, which is why, um, 
the connections that I have with many of the LinkedIn influencers that are out there, what I've what I've generally found, especially in the last couple of years, is when when the bigger names within the community talk about building the community, when they talk about bouncing ideas back and forward, and when they talk about genuinely providing you know quality discourse, I started thinking, well, what what should I do to be a part of that conversation? What can I do to contribute in that way? Because you'll see all the time, I mean, you, you've been a regular LinkedIn user for what? Four or five, however many years now? Yeah, pretty much eight months after it came out, probably, yeah. Oh, jeez, so, so 15 years. <laughs> uh, one, one really good example that people like to complain about is agree, and it's just, it's just whenever someone puts out a nice storytelling post that's written in poetry style and then afterwards, right at the bottom, it says agree. For 2016, that was all the rage and 98% of the comments were, yes, I agree. Oh, preach girl. Yes, you're the best. God bless. And none of that contributes to the discussion. That's just a bunch of pats on the back. Mm -hmm. And when I saw people start to really engage in more you know, quality discussions, I thought this is something that I can easily be a part of. And I actually have a bit of Toastmasters to thank for that by being able to truly listen in and provide quality feedback to whatever the topic of conversation may be. As for back office Bard, there's uh that's kind of a confluence of a bunch of things that are happening right there. The first thing I will say is the, the, the idea of song spoofing on LinkedIn, I'm not the first person to do it. I'm probably the second, or at least the second to do it on a regular basis, but I am the first person to weird alify it. <laughs> if that can now be turned into weird a weird alify, there you go. Weird alify. The, the first person to go into song spoofs is a recruiter based in Texas called Krista Whiting. And her first, her, her first hit, if you can call it, that was a couple of years ago, give or take a few months, where she wrote a job opening to the tune of the Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince opening. I can't talk today. And I thought, first of all, that's hilarious. And she's done a whole bunch of other since. She's done Lion King. She's done Aladdin. I'm sure she did Frozen somewhere in there. And I thought, you know what? My, my day job, I've got the nine to five accounting back office structure kind of thing going on, but I've got a creative outlet that doesn't fit into an Excel file. <laughs> and what, and why don't I try and merge those two issues, the quality contributions and the artistic side that needs an outlet. And that's where the back office Bard idea came from. I started four months ago. Sure. Let's start about four months ago. I reached out to a handful of influencers, all of whom I'm like first degree connections with uh, and said, Hey, I've got this silly idea. Do you want to be a part of this? And yes, let me know a bit about your taste in music, your favorite songs, what have you. And nine out of 10 said, yes, nice. I went behind the scenes. Yeah. There was, there was only one and uh, there was only one who said no. And he really said, no, not now. Once he actually sees what I'm doing, he'll probably get into it. And, you know, so for, for, for her, it's country music. For him, it's a bit of rap and hip hop. For her, it was Britney Spears by request. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good kick out of that one. And, and why, I, why I really do this comes down to 
three points. The, the first one is to provide, provide value in the form of entertainment to the LinkedIn community because I get the sense that we, we still, as a LinkedIn community, have to deal with our you know, like stodgy online resume bank reputation. Mm-hmm. Video's been out for two and a half years now. Live has been out for six, eight months now. And there absolutely is a community of people who are there to lift one another up that you're probably not going to find in other areas, but we still have that reputation. So I'll contribute in my little way to provide a little silly sauce to the community. The second reason I have is for branding. It's find me, find me accountants within the LinkedIn space that will, this is sounding very provocative, the more it comes out of my mouth, who, who, show personality. I mean, the the best tagline that I've seen from an accounting firm is proud to be boring because of its ironic twist. Mm-hmm. The firm that originally used this doesn't use it anymore. Hmm. And, and then I also look at within the accounting space, there are, I'm, that I know of, there's probably, I can count on one hand, the CPAs and those in the accounting space that are regular content creators. So mm-hmm. that's one way to stand out. And then the third side was just to have a good laugh, really, to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, LinkedIn is not, it's, it's not all work and no play, which was one of Krista Whiting's videos, by the way. She did a shining spoof. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, she did. So, so this is interesting. So you've, you've done this outreach. So the yeah. first phase was reach out to the influencers and say, I want to do this thing. Do you want to be part of it? Yeah. You're engaging them initially. Yeah. Now, were you first degree connections with them first? All of them. Yes. Okay. Now. Actually, mm, all but a couple of them. Okay. One of them, I sent out a connection request and said, hey, here's a thing I want to do. But this was someone with whom I'd already been engaging with for months. Gotcha. I just had never actually connected. So until then. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm, I want to make sure that we translate this into the context of, from a sales perspective as well, how this can apply. So the first was, let's go talk to the influencer. Let's reach out. Let's connect. Um, do you have any tips for someone watching this or listening to this that wants to reach out to that influencer or someone, maybe a C-level executive, um, that, uh, like how to be more likely to get that request accepted? Well, we're talking just getting the conversation started at this point. So what I did came in two basic steps with each of the influencers that I had there. I'd have to go back and double check my, you know, my mm-hmm. message logs and I'm, I've, I've written thousands upon thousands of comments, so I couldn't say for sure, but the, the standard MO I would use was to start to get little bugs in their ears, little seeds by commenting on their content with better than the I agree, preach, you go girl stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first part. And I would do that for at least you know a few weeks or maybe a month or something like that uh, before I would think to reach out on something like this, which in and of itself is not so much an ask as it is an offer. Because mm-hmm. all, I say, all I need from you right now is who, who are your top three favorite singers? What are your favorite musical genres? That takes 10 seconds to answer. That's all I ask for. And the, I think I'm going to, I think I'm preempting your next question with where I'm going with this is 
the next step came from simply absorbing their content and looking for common themes and looking especially for little bits of maybe like code language that only they use, whether it's key hashtags, whether it's slogans, whether it's proverbs or sayings, or their particular method of delivering something and weaving that into my work. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So I want to see if I can actually bring up one of your videos really quick. Uh Oh, (laughs) which one? (laughs) I don't know yet. Okay. Uh, but but as I as I as I go to dig it up, um, so now the, the now we don't necessarily want everybody going and you know weird alifying spoof songs, right? <laughs> um, but I think the key pieces here is that one, you're you're reaching out to the influencer, so you're not scared to reach out. You're just doing it. It's just a message. No one's gonna you know come through the screen at you. Um, but two, you're, you have a very small ask. There is effort, right? There's, there's an ask there, yes. but it's a clear, it's clear that it's something so you can give, you're going to give something to them. Yes. It's give me your favorite song or, you know, your favorite music genre, some things about you. Um, and I'm going to go and create this video. Yeah. So what do you think, uh, based on your experience? And it's interesting because you're, you're not in the sales and marketing space. So I love this outside perspective. Um, but let's just say that you were a decision maker. Well, you are. And someone was reaching out to connect with you from a marketing or sales perspective. What would you want to see? Let's assume they're not going to do a spoof song about you, right? <laughs> what, what are the key pieces that would make you engage? Knowing what you know, because um, you've had some huge connections and had some great things happen. Um, what are the things that you would look look for if somebody was reaching out to connect with you and actually trying to engage you. What is it that they're looking for? Like what, what homework have they already done about me? What research have they conducted? If not into me specifically, then into the space in which I operate, what is it that they are trying to do that will help serve the customer and thus by extension serve themselves, not the other way around this with, with the, the, as I understand it, really, the art of selling is by giving people what they want, uh, whether that requires some finesse, whether that requires a pitch or two, whether that requires a slow drip or a long engagement period is really on a case by case basis. But uh, the, the, the short answer there is really just what does the customer want, even if they don't necessarily know that? Hmm. Gotcha. So you got to connect with that. That that that's something that you can give them as like a, a quick win, right? Right, without them having to do almost anything. Like if they can yeah. give a response and a reply that can give you what you need to make that impact um, or show them that value, then yeah. that's that's step we want to look at. Gotcha. And, okay. and even in, and even in a couple of cases, there what, what happened was uh, there, there were a couple of influencers who I just said really quickly, hey. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'd like to do. Are you game? If so, what are your styles of music? Let me know. We're, we're talking like 25, 25, 30 were DM. Very, very mm-hmm. short. And a couple of them even said, hey, I'm sorry, I'm too busy right now. And I was like, that's all right. I'll come back to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, and, and then when I did, I got an answer in 10 seconds. Mm. Maybe because they read the first DM too quickly, they looked at, oh crap, it's it's four lines. It's too, it's too quick right now. And it's, well, it's okay, I'll just come double back around uh, a little bit later. So, right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So this is, uh, 
Yeah, I think that we've got a lot of opportunity from a sales perspective and a, a business development perspective because we find ourselves in a spot where we're trying to connect with people, but we're we're going through the motions of this is what I think I should do, this is what that training told me I should do, and we're not focusing on the value that we're we're delivering. And you know, this is a huge deal. And I'm trying to scroll through, I'm trying to be all cool and scroll through your, your profile. But man, I accidentally clicked on all your activity and you have so much activity on your feed. There's no way I'm going to find a video that you did because you spent so much time commenting and engaging in other people's content. Put my hashtag in the search bar. That's one okay. quick way to come up with it. All right. Yeah, there's, there's, I've, I've put up nine songs so far and there's probably 12, 13 posts with that hashtag in it right now. This, yeah. this is a fairly recent thing that I've, uh, that I've started. Gotcha. And this is the most actual, like on the fly live activity that I've done. on the nice. show here, so. Yeah, so, so the real fun here will be, are you, are you going for a 60 second clip or are you going for the one that got the most attention? Because that one's a bit longer. Well, and I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily play the whole thing, but I want to get, have a feel for people. Yeah. Or, well, provide a feel for people as to, as to what you're, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's loading. Here we go. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen here. Let me see if I can do this. Oh, effectively. boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's funny uh, that, that, that just like, there's like a natural impulse here. I'm thinking, oh, my God, you're going to show my video. That I already posted publicly. Okay. All right. Which one did you pick? <laughs> this will be fun. Well, first, oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, it's not gonna let me do it. Okay. Uh, oh, it won't show, yeah, I have to give permissions. Okay. Anyway, okay. But the so if you guys go and search hashtag back office bard on LinkedIn, I'm in the search bar, you are gonna get a bunch of videos for Matt. And so what he's done, oh, I wish I could show you this. Um, so he's made these videos. Well, tell us, tell us exactly what these are. Like um, cause you gave us kind of a high level view. You talked about asking for their favorite genre of music and some things about them. Tell us more. What I've done with each one of these songs, and I'm, I'm aiming to record and edit one for release tomorrow is to take a well-known person within the LinkedIn community and turn their story, their art, their work, something about them into a parody song. Uh, preferably with uh, preferably using a musical genre that they like or a specific song that they asked for. Uh, one, I'll just pick one example just to, uh, just to work with. I took the one that I did last week, which is the one that caught your attention was for Amy Perkins. She's right. a, you know, she, she's a coach. She's a motivational speaker. She's, uh, undergone a recent major career change. She was a teacher for 25 years and she is a massive Michael Buble fan. Mm. She even put a video up on LinkedIn a few months ago of her high-fiving the guy because she got front row seats. And you could see her just completely like squealing and just loving that she just got the high-five Michael Buble. And I looked at that and I said, all right, so not – but there's also another side to her that she openly talks about in her podcast, in her LinkedIn content, where she – a very dear friend of hers passed away a couple of years ago. So let me see what I can do to – put something together that captures enough of her story and can cram it into usually one to two minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, and in this one, I think I stopped at about 90 seconds for, for Amy Perkins this one where I, I took, all right, we got Michael Buble. We've got 
a lot of content for this is actually one key thing to point out when it comes to doing research for for uh, picking a target is LinkedIn influencers have all sorts of material that's out there for you to find, making this understand easier. And what I was doing in this case is just actively listening, go, uh, cluing in for common themes for areas that they want to talk about. And in Amy's case, it's motivation, overcoming struggle, keeping an uh, you know, just believing that anything is possible. That is one of her tag phrases. And I took that. I picked It's a Beautiful Day by uh, as one of my Blue Blaze songs, fl- uh, just went through a couple of verses and chorus lines worth of lyrics and switched it up, maintaining the melody, turned it into a spoof song with some very, very basic video editing. Can you tell? (laughs) (laughs) And put it up for people's entertainment and to show that this is how you do your research. This is how you can get people's attention by showing that you're listening, by showing that you're paying attention, by showing that you're willing to be very uncomfortable because I am not a good singer at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, it's interesting too, because you, you do these videos and I'm looking like, if I scroll to the one um, from Kristen Olsen caught, Oh God. <laughs> okay. And I'm not going to play it cause I can't share my screen, but um, there's, so this was done three weeks ago. Yeah. And there's 3,522 views. Yep. That's on my posting. She shared it and probably got 11 to 12,000. Boom. <laughs> so, so, so this is really interesting. So the research plays such a big part though, because yeah. you're not just saying, Hey, I'm going to, I'm doing something. I mean, you might be saying I'm doing something fun. What you're actually doing yeah. is saying, Hey, person who is an influencer, person who I feel might be a stretch for me to really connect with. I want to show you I'm paying attention, but in a way that is fun and entertaining. Yeah. And, um, and like one of the people, uh, Shay Robottom, she's, uh, I follow her because of you. Nice. And, uh, and she's like, she's, you know, the queen of LinkedIn video. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she's so entertaining, but yep. I never would have had that connection. So thank you for that. I'm going to see you've got a video or a song you did for her that I haven't looked at yet. So I'll definitely be checking that out. The Nicki Minaj parody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew up listening to Bruce Springsteen, the Beatles and Beethoven. I had no idea who Nicki Minaj was. <laughs> I just started looking at what's this. Okay. I had to scroll through about 20 <laughs> right. songs before I found one with an acceptable baseline. <laughs> right. Right. So, so, you know, this is really interesting because, um, Non-explicit baseline. I should be really clear about that. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, but this is really neat because you know we're we're out there as for sales professionals, sales team leaders. We're looking for ways to generate leads, and we need to stop. It's not about generating leads. It's about making connections. Yeah. And being able to do research on the people that we want to connect. Like, um, uh, you know, y- there's the the concept out there of your your top 100. Um people that that you want to connect with and if you have that list and and you just build those connections especially through linkedin linkedin provides so much opportunity so we overlook it um so matt tell me um what have the results been from you doing this what i'm going to press that almost directly is 
I've been putting this out primarily for entertainment's sake rather than for landing sale per se. Again, not a salesperson. The, if there's one definite impact that has come out of this, it is I'm now definitely recognized both by people that are influencers and those within my circle as being the parody spotlight that isn't afraid to go on the limb and uh, help people both entertained and uplifted. I've I've got I've now got one follower who she only comments on each one of my videos. She said, "That's the highlight of my day. Thank you so much." I've got a couple others who say, "Oh my god, that was hilarious! I had to pick myself off the floor." And and I, I hear that, and I think, you know, that absolutely is worth it to me to to hear that even just a handful of people are getting a good, getting their ab workout from laughing. Where it goes from here has yet to be seen. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. So you, you were breaking up a little bit in there, but I think we, I think we got the gist of it. I think your signals leaking oh, in a bit. Is uh, oh. Yeah, sorry. Okay, uh, but yeah. So you're, so you're, you're getting this reputation for being known as the spoof guy, and you're, in, you're connecting with these influencers. Um, and they're following you. They're engaging with you as much as you engage with them, or maybe not as much because you're engaging a lot. Yeah. But, but, but the impact, the, the amount of people um, that, that you're connecting with, like if I just go and check out, I don't know if I can see your connections or not. Maybe not. I, I just crossed 4,000 followers this week and I crossed 3,000 connections probably weeks ago. So are those numbers you're still breaking up? Okay. Uh, I crossed 4,000 followers. Four thousand followers. Gotcha. And three connections a couple of weeks ago. Nice, nice. Oh shoot, are we? Hang on a second, let me see here. Um, are we breaking up? Oh shoot, you are. None of us is. <laughs> Matt, we're breaking up. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me see what I can do here on really, really short notice. Okay, no worries. Cool. Well, um, but oh, okay. He's out, but he's going to come back in a second. Awesome. So, um, guys, so I just want to kind of summarize this. So Matt has been able to get out and connect with influencers um, because he's willing to connect with influencers, right? Like, this isn't rocket science. It's neat and cool and got my attention. But he doesn't do anything that's um, that's crazy extreme. Uh, he just goes out and has a little bit of fun. And let me see here. Oh, I think he's going to try to come back in. Possibly. Let's see. Beauty of live TV. Oh, you're sideways. Yeah, try something. Here, there's no way to that. Um, so, what we need to do, guys, is just reach out. Just find those people. Make that list. Um, that list of a hundred that, you know, whatever that list is and identify who they are and not just, Oh, I think I want uh, this type of person. No, make the list with names, with company names, with people names um, and connect and build those connections uh, because it's going to have a huge impact. Like Matt just said, he just crossed over 4,000 connections on LinkedIn. How many connections do you have on LinkedIn? Are you in the B2B space? Cause if you are, you need to be on LinkedIn. Uh, so, this is the, the, the key piece, and uh, we may or may not get Matt back in here. We will see. Um, let's see one second here. 
All right. Oh, there we go. I think we get him back. Here, I'm just going to try something real quick. All right. Wait to see if we get him back. All right. Um, so that's that's the key. That's the key, guys. Just go out, find those people, make that list, reach out and connect to them. Um, and that is how you are going to make the magic happen. Okay. Not rocket science. It's just a little creative thinking and being willing to put yourself out there. Wow, that's a huge, huge piece that we we overlook, right? We try to make this stuff too complicated. All right. Let me see if I can bring Matt back in. Let's see. All right. We got you, Matt. I can kind of see you. All right. Uh, all right. Hey. Okay. Well. Okay. Um, so, guys, we are uh, thirty. Oh, here we go. I think we got him. Maybe. You gotcha. Uh, I heard there it sounded. I, I think on my end. No, that was sounded like uh, you sounded like an Atari box there for a minute or two. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So look, real quick, I want to put this up on the screen. Um, because of technology, we are not going to be able to do the lightning round unless your connection is getting better, Matt. I hope so. Okay, you're still pretty pixely, but uh, all right, we'll do lightning round real, real quick. Right. Um, we know, Matt, that coffee is for closers. What is your favorite coffee or comparable drink? I don't drink coffee. That's a weird one. Uh, I don't know how it happened, uh, but my, my favorite drink is jasmine tea. Gotcha. All right, what is the number one book or movie that you recommend to people? I normally ask for sales or sales leaders, but... Um, Let's just say connectors. What's the number one book that you would recommend for people that want to get better at connecting? Oh, my God. I was going to answer for the sales side. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. It, it's an easy one. And it's probably been used many, many times when answering this question. It's how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. The, uh, are you still here? No, we're, we're losing it. I got you. Okay. So Dale Carnegie, how to, how to win friends and influence people. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, who's somebody you consider a mentor in your life? Oh boy. Um, I met her yesterday, actually. Um, oh. Her name's Vanessa, and one thing that she's always tried to stress to, uh, both to me and to the listener community is that men don't have to be older than you. All right, we are losing you again. All right. Gosh, so, all right. So, all right, guys. Well, look, I'm going to put this up on the screen so you can get a hold of Matt. Check him out. Uh, he is at linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Matthew Prime. Um, dude, he's you he watch his content. It's phenomenal. It's hilarious. Um, and you will learn a thing or two. Um, and I want you to take this and think about how you can apply his strategies to your prospecting, your business development activity. And if you're a sales leader, even if you're not doing the biz dev, what creative processes can you come up with? What can you do to help your brand as a company stand out in front of these people? Do you have something unique about you that you can tie in so that um, you can help get a spotlight on your ideal clients? Like say, for example, the Facebook live show or podcast. Just saying. Um, so guys, thank you again. This was episode 27 of sales team rescue. Go to salesteamrescue.com for replays of this and previous episodes. 
And if you want to book your sales team blueprinting session, there's a button right there on salesteamrescue.com. So you can connect directly with me and we can create a blueprint specifically for you to grow and scale your sales team. Guys, we will see you next week, next Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm Jeremy DeMerchant, your host. It's a pleasure. Remember, get uncomfortable, get results. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com. 